This is going to be a good cafe solo. Wait, does that mean that the other ones weren't good? No, this just happens to be one that I'm going to enjoy recording. Why? I'll tell you after this. My wife and I were watching a sermon online and it was from Our Savior Lutheran Church in Houston, Texas. If you ever get to Houston, you have to go to Our Savior Lutheran Church and hear Pastor White preach and go to his Bible class. It is just wonderful. Anyway, we were all listening to the sermon. The sermon was on the text where uh, Paul, I believe, writes to Timothy. And he says, Preach the word. Now, how in the world could that be controversial? Honestly, how in the world could that text be controversial? Because if you know the text, it says, preach the word, be prepared, be prepared, hmm, be prepared, yes, which means study, which means know the word, right? Be prepared in season and out of season to do what? To preach the word. I'm sorry, I like to keep things kind of simple. And I'm sitting there thinking, what? how could anybody find fault with that? Yes, you, pastor, your job, pretty simple. Preach the word. Administer the sacraments. So we watched the sermon. It was a good sermon. It wasn't by Pastor White, it was by the associate pastor, but it was really really good we're watching it and it gets over with and I usually like to pause for a second maybe more than a second just let my wife's gears turn a little bit hmm she turns to me she says that was so good to hear how long have Lutherans been about, not about preaching the word from the pulpit, but in the sermon, I'll play a little audio here for you, and then we'll come back. Still, I wonder, is, is attacking the enemy what God really wants for his people? Why not just quietly coexist and know that what we believe is right, and don't worry if nobody else agrees. Just keep the peace. Well, that may work in a family Thanksgiving, but it doesn't work as in life of a Christian. And the answer to that kind of reminds me of a comic strip that I once saw. The first panel shows a man walking the streets of Sodom and Gomorrah with a sign that says, Repent, the end is near. And the second panel has another man talking to him saying, why are you doing this? You've been here for 20 years and nothing has changed. 
And the last panel says, well, for the first 19 years, I carried the sign in hopes, in hopes that I would change you. Now, now I carry the sign in hopes that it doesn't change me. And in many ways, this explains what we Christians are to do. This church, this pulpit, are here so we can tell the sinful world just how God cares for them. We exist so the Spirit can use us to reach out and to let them know that there's good news, that there is great joy which is common to this world, and it has come in the person of Jesus Christ. We come together so that we may go out together and let everyone know this. No matter what no matter what you've done wrong, no matter the magnitude or the, the multitude of your sins, Jesus, He has fulfilled all of God's law for you. He has resisted temptation for you. He has carried your sins for you. And He has unfairly and unrightly die on a cross for you. So now with faith in your risen Savior, you are forgiven. You are saved. You are strengthened. As one of, as one of his pardoned children, you have been rescued from the punishment which awaited you and have been given a new life, a new life in Him. One where sin, death, and the devil, they no longer own you, they no longer control you. Attack in any direction? No. Our job is to preach the story of salvation, of Christ crucified in every direction. Yes, I know there are many and conflicting ideas on what the church is to be. But God has the final word. He tells Paul, or tells Timothy through Paul, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, preach the word. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and teaching. Brothers and sisters in Christ, preach the word is just not for preachers. It is for you. Preach the word. Preach the word so that the world might be changed. Preach the word so the world doesn't change you. Preach the word. Share the gospel with everyone that God places in your life. Standing fast. Preaching the word. Showing them what side you're on. In any way you say it, our job, it's the same. We stand fast when everyone else is deserting.
We share God's truth to counter the devil's lies. We preach the word in season and out. It is who we are. We are God's children. It is what we do. It is who we were meant to be. And by God's grace, may it always be so. Amen. So what did you hear him say there? In the sermon, he said, Yes, you, Christian, it is your job also to preach the word. And I think that's what struck my wife. She was like, how long have Lutherans believed that? That the average person should be out preaching the word. I stopped for a second. I was like, as far as I know, that's what we've always thought. I'm going to have to look into that and see if anybody out there knows anything different. We, of course, as Lutherans, hold to the fact that there is a preaching, teaching office. Pastors are called to preach and teach. That's their job. That doesn't mean that individual Christians don't take the word with them wherever they go and they don't share the word when given opportunity. I also was able to share with her that Lutherans really were the first quote-unquote evangelical church because they were all about spreading the good news. Now, of course, that doesn't make the Lutheran church like what we think of when we think of them as American evangelicals. And we are certainly not the evangelical Lutheran church in America. It just means that we have this evangelion, this word that had to be, this good news that had to be proclaimed. And I don't recall a time, maybe I just don't know, help me out that it was for pastors only. I know, I think, you know, come to think of it, I can remember a time when a pastor got up in a pulpit one time and he said, you all think that this is just for pastors to do. That we're the ones that have to grow the church. We're the ones that have to be out in the community, you know, trying to bring in new members. Yeah, I guess it's tempting to think that. That's your job as a pastor, to preach the word. But that's like saying that you put Jesus somewhere during the week. You go to church on Sunday and then you put him somewhere. You take the pastoral epistles, Paul's letters to Timothy and Titus, and you say, oh, that just applies to the pastor. There's no application there for the average Christian life. And it doesn't even mean that you go knocking door to door. What it means is that you know the word and you share the word with people. We are all 
part of the priesthood of believers. We all carry Christ with us everywhere we go. We all, in a sense, have an obligation when given opportunity, and God will give you opportunity, to stand for him, to stand for his truth, to not be blown around by every wind of doctrine. And that was part of the sermon also. Listen to the Lord's list and see if his warnings don't seem familiar today. If they don't accurately describe the generation in which we live. First he says, God says everyone who wants to live as a Christian is going to be persecuted. Second, enemies of the cross, that is, pretend pastors and preachers, they will deceive God's people just like the devil has deceived them. Third, the, the truth of God's word. It's going to be ignored. People will find man-made myths more acceptable to their minds, more agreeable to their spiritual appetite. Our generation's unbelief feels like it's larger and stronger, better organized than in, it has been in the past. Other sins seem to rise and fall in popularity. Man's thinking that he can do better than God. Well, that sin really has never gone out of style. With an unparalleled audacity, these men attack the pages of holy writ so that their speculations and their assumptions, their doubts, denials, their refutations and repudiations may make it into the, the front page of the local newspaper or, or whatever scientific journal they, they want to find a claim in. And the gullible souls, intrigued by the lies, and impressed by the false revelations, they do exactly what St. Paul warned. They turn away from listening to the truth, and they wander off into myths. And sadly, we've just begun. Many people who are on Christian television and in various Christian circles, they really don't preach the Word. And what they're teaching their people to do is to really not preach the word either. That is not good. If you feed people regularly from the pulpit and from the Bible study room the word of God, then they will have that in them. And when people around them are either claiming God said something that he didn't say, or misapplying scripture, somebody has to be able to preach the word, if you want to use that phraseology. Not standing in a pulpit, not necessarily even going on a street corner and yelling at people in New York and telling them the world's coming to an end and they need to repent and give their life to Jesus before the world comes to an end. But just as real people let your conversation be filled with the good news, filled with salt.
that light. There's lots of falsehood out in the world. Are we to not confront it so that we can just all get along? As a Christian, you will run into falsehood in the world. There is no doubt about that. You will have friends, family, neighbors, strangers, all sorts of people who will come up to you and they will be preaching a false Christ. They will be preaching a false gospel. You could shrink back and say, I would rather just go along and get along. I don't want to be the one that comes across as being holier than thou or always being preachy. But think about what you're doing. Are you standing for the truth? Are you standing for the gospel? Are you standing for God and his word? Preaching the word? Or are you denying that truth in some way, shape, or form for the sake of getting along, for the sake of your friends liking you more, your family not being upset with you. Now, nobody's saying go out and be a jerk. Nobody's saying go out and say, well, you just said that we're, we surrender our lives to Christ and I'm going to teach you what and where for. No, you have healthy Christian conversations. You, you learn a little bit of apologetics. You learn the doctrine of the Bible. You learn what we believe, teach, and confess so that in those circumstances you can calmly say but doesn't God's word say who what is that okay did God really say right trying to call into doubt the truth of the word of God we need to be willing to flip that around and say God really did say this, that, or the other thing. Not to become enemies of anybody by design or purpose, but to simply stand for the truth. This will get you in trouble. I can testify to that. There are times when you'll be surrounded by people who will be all about the prosperity gospel or all about we have to rebuild the temple or all about this or all about that. And you'll want to say, oh, I'll just go along to get along. Your denial of the truth is agreement with what they say. You can't let that happen. You have to learn how to stand for the truth and stand for the truth with gentleness and respect, but stand for the truth. Everyone is not a minister, but we are all members of the priesthood. We all are Christians. We are all given his name. We all carry him with us wherever we go. We are not Francis of Assisi who says, preach the gospel and in necessary use words. We are people of God, people of the Bible, people of our confessions who say, Preach the gospel using words. 
and live such godly lives among men that people will ask you for the reason for the hope that lies within and you will be prepared you will understand that the reason for the hope is not your decision for Christ you're giving your life to Christ the reason for your hope is that you were chosen by God in your baptism he now has called you to be his child and you are now given the power the freedom to go live that way thank you for tuning in to this cafe solo podcast i trust that you enjoyed it i enjoy bringing these to you thank you for everyone that is viewing these and thank you for joining us if this is your first time remember to subscribe and like and ring the notification bell and share that's most important share with other people subscribe to the youtube channel we have now got i believe a hundred a hundred one hundred one whole hundred subscribers if all of you would watch these videos and all of you would hit like think of what we could do spreading good Christian, confessional, Lutheran conversation on the interweb. That's what we should be trying to do because there's certainly lots of other stuff out there. I'd like to thank you for joining me in this little uh, episode of Cafe Sola, the podcast, listening to my random thoughts. I hope you have a blessed week and I will talk with you next time.